To answer is human. To question is divine. Welcome to the world of the Hidden Gateway, an exhilarating podcast exploring the concepts humans have been struggling with since the dawn of existence, such as, who are we? Is there such a thing as good and evil, or are they arbitrary constructs? Does the paranormal exist? How can we evolve to a higher state? Can our mind influence what we term as reality? Providing a transcendental approach combined with hard-nosed humanistic analysis, we invite you on a journey to question your worldview in this theater of life. Join our host, Justin Williams, as he explores the outer realms of faith, the supernatural, human potential, and even our concepts of the universal creator with a fascinating array of guests. This is the unseen world, magical, mysterious, and mystical, where your only limitation is your imagination. This is The Hidden Gateway. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Hidden Gateway Podcast. I am your host, Justin Williams. Today's guest holds a degree in social work and is a published author and former radio veteran whose voice has been heard on the airways in top markets such as Greenville, South Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, and Nashville, Tennessee for well over 25 years. As a young adult, he had questions burning inside of him that needed to be answered. It was more than questions about his life and about the afterlife. It was a universal curiosity for all of it that became a nonstop mission to find out what brings us together. What is the one thing that connects everything? Asking questions that nobody had answers to. A life-changing and eye-opening moment of understanding of how everything comes together in what cannot be described in any other words except a vision and understanding of how everything is connected. Russ Johnson, welcome to the Hidden Gateway Podcast. How you doing, my friend? I've been on the opposite side of this microphone for most of my life, and then all of a sudden, this is the first interview people have asked me about me. That's interesting, and it's so wild to hear somebody describe <laughs> my life. And it has been like that. I became a seeker of the truth, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, it is so good catching up with you again, Russ. Uh, yeah, man, I've, obviously, I really I was, enjoyed having you on my podcast. Yeah, that was a, a great time, man. You're, you have a phenomenal show, by the way. And just to, to my audience, Russ Johnson is his name. Check him out. And uh, probably near the end, he'll he'll give his website and all the other good stuff. But he has a phenomenal show. Um, as I said in the intro, he has a background in radio uh, for over 25 years in, in those nice, nice big markets on the East yeah, Coast. Yeah, I've been very there. fortunate, man. I'm, I, can tell, I look back over my life all the way back to when I was a child. And it's like I've been blessed with this life from beginning till now. And I'm not sure how many people could really say something like that. I mean, and really mean it. Because when I think back about my childhood, we grew up, we had, I lived right across the street from my grandparents, which had to have been odd for my mom. But it wasn't for me. 
I loved it. I would, I got, I had all this love around me. We had, uh, my grandfather had a pasture. We had a pasture with horses and cows and chickens and guineas and pigs. And I mean, everything gardens, that whole nine yards. We had woods. I had go-karts and motorcycles and all this stuff growing up, just phenomenal to be a child. And then, yeah, I got into radio really young. I started DJing actually when I was 17 years old. And I did nightclubs and private parties and all that stuff. And then I broke into radio when I was uh, my senior year in college at Winthrop University in South Carolina. And I went straight into Charlotte, North Carolina, my very first radio job. I've been trying to break into that stuff since I was 17 years old. And it took me that long to actually make that happen. But I tell you, man, uh, all the way up to those moments of just DJing and then starting to question things and ended up in Nashville, Tennessee and all that good stuff. It's uh, I've had a wonderful life, man. It re- I just feel so blessed in so many ways. It's like the the universe shined on me on this lifetime. It really feels go. that way. I love it, man. Well said. Yes, you you are blessed. You have been blessed, and you will definitely continue to be blessed, man. Because uh, you know your your heart is in the right place first and foremost, right? You know what that yeah. reminds me of, Justin? What's it reminds that? me of a friend that I grew up with, and. If what I just described, if you can imagine in comparison to my buddy grew up in the same neighborhood, wasn't even a block away, mm-hmm. but he had been abused as a child. So his kind of everything it seemed was dark in his life, even from a very young age. And so he defined the world that way. He expected right. things to go wrong right. and they did all the way up to where he was shanked in prison Ooh. and died a very violent death. And it's like, you know, somehow I think that our thoughts, the way we define things are creating the experience for us. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate enough at a young age to be exposed to just some, you know, living a fun time. And it seems like my whole life sort of turned out that way. And I wonder oftentimes, and of course, I don't really know, but it seems like the way I define things really did create my experience. And it continues to do so, you know. Uh-huh. So even now, like if you, if I'm in a bad mood, I'll give you an example. I had a really odd, interesting day yesterday from the moment I got up. First of all, it was the first day in several years that I didn't meditate. Okay. So the day started out kind of odd, just weird. One thing after another from my business stuff that was going on to really tiny stuff. Like even my adapter on my phone would get caught up in the seat of my truck, you know, and I'd reach down and try to grab it and it'd go way down even further. So it's just like everything I was having to deal with little things and big things all day long. All right. And I try not to get caught up in those moments. I just try to say, um, well, isn't that interesting? You know, whether it's good or bad, I'm trying to develop the attitude of just isn't that interesting. I like things are going a little funky here or things are going great, whatever it is. I'm just trying to adopt that philosophy. And yesterday I had to say it about 12 times at least. So, yeah, does that make sense to you at all? Oh, absolutely, man. Um, In essence, what I get from it is that you have been creating your reality your entire life. And, and it starts in the mind, right? You, you're making a choice, a commitment, if you will, to have a positive mindset. Yeah. Opposed yeah, to a yeah, negative mindset. Sure. So positive things happen to you. You know, when you talk yeah. about all that, all the blessings that, that you've experienced right now, if your mindset was different and, you know, like you said, that, that, that friend of yours who had an unfortunate life and death, you know, because of, the way he grew up with the, all the abuse and probably a lot of chaos, confusion, et cetera, 
and that that shaped his 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 mindset and yep. and that's the way he he saw the world right so I get it. You know, they, if you're looking at the statistic, I remember Tony Robbins taught me back when I was in my early 20s. I'm 57 now. And he gave the statistic at the time that I think people say differently now. But at the time, he had said that, we're, that we have about 60,000 thoughts a day and that we only have 3% new thoughts. Some people say it's, you know, 10%. Uh-huh. But what that meant to me, what stood out to me about that is that that means we have 3% new thoughts. You know, 97% of them are the same ones we had yesterday, but we have 3% new thoughts. So if we will grab just one of those, maybe two or three, and consciously focus on it, ask yourself every day, what can I do to bring that into my life? What can I do right now to get closer to that? And then go do that thing. That's how this stuff happens. That's how I got the good jobs that I end up having. It's like going after it. You just, you know where you want to be. You see it, smell it, taste it, all that stuff that they teach now. I didn't know that at the time. I was just trying to visualize it. Wow. And then go do stuff. You know, it's not like it's going to just land in your lap. You got to get your butt up and go do stuff. Got to put in, put in that work yeah. and energy, right? Yeah. Take action. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. Man, you're, you're, you're so upbeat. You're so positive and you have such a, great way of connecting you know and 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 well, that's what you saying that. yeah man I, I i love it man that, that's that's amazing and you know what i want to know russ you know how long did it take you to get here where you are in regards to what you just said um tell yeah. me about that tell me about that process tell me about um, sure any type of awakenings if you will that you've had you on your, your journey you know i was thinking not long ago that the idea of God has been a part of my life since the, I came out of the womb, right? My mom and dad ingrained that in me, Southern Baptist. And I believed it wholeheartedly. When I really actually, at some point in my early teens, I thought I was going to be a minister, a missionary or something like that. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But now I don't believe religion has anything to do with it. In fact, I think religion can be a detriment to our growth because it can make us lazy. You know, we're waiting for someone else to tell us what to think. Wow. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. What This is not a, a, a spectator sport. You're meant to delve into it for yourself. And it's not outside of you, which is what I was taught. You know, you pray, you ask for things and it's like you're putting, it was like, it's always going outward. But what I found was that ultimately to find truth, you have to look inward. It's through meditation is one of the best ways that I've found to do it. And there's lots of ways you can go through nature and, um, and there are so many ways. I mean, I could, I'm, for some reason, it's like escaping my mind about, oh, like esoteric tools or the Bible or whatever you might, you know, need to use uh-huh. to get there. You ever heard right. of the elephant parable? Are you familiar with this? You know what? Tell me. I, I think I think uh, I think I've heard it before. It's, actually. It's, it's a wonderful parable, and it fits nicely into my understanding of how things work. So we had the first blind man. He touched the trunk of the elephant, yes, and he yes. described it as a thick snake. Right. Then he had uh-huh. the second blind man. He felt the ear and described it as a fan. Then the third man touched the leg and compared it to a tree trunk. And the fourth man, he felt the side, and he described it as a wall. Huh. 
And then the fifth man, he touched the tail and described it as a rope. And then there was the man who was at the tusk and he described it as a spear. Okay. But they're all touching the same animal. And they started arguing with each other about what it was. And when it, when it comes to spirituality, I think we're doing the same thing. We're all touching the same animal with different paths to get there. But it's really just, there's only one of these things the way I see it. From the one comes the two and the many. But there's only one. And guess what? We are it. We are it. We are it. But when I was 17 is when I really started questioning. I believed all that stuff up until I was 17. Then I started questioning. That was just the beginning of it. And over the years, you know, I, I ran into Tony Robbins and Deepak Chopra and Wayne Dyer. Those were my mentors. Okay. But 27, this was the big moment for me. The big reveal. <laughs> <laughs> it really was a reveal. It was quite the experience. This is when what happened when I describe as an, a vision. And every time I hear somebody say that, it just sounds so funky to me. Like, what is, what, what is he doing? He's had a vision. What does that mean? Uh -huh. And it's like trying to describe an acid trip. You can't do it adequately to someone who has never taken an acid trip. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's impossible. But I can give you the process of what happened real quick. I'll give you the short version of this thing. So I was working at the, the Wild Horse Saloon in Nashville, Tennessee. And I was backstage and I was having this conversation with some Christians and I was trying to explain what I was understanding, but I couldn't articulate it properly. So I was really struggling and they really started, felt like they were laughing at me. And I walked away from that conversation, just like crazy frustrated. And I went into the green room and just, and just as I was about to sit down in this thing, this is, I can remember this as if it were yesterday. Just as I was, I was in motion, actually, to sit down in this green chair and for just a flash, and I mean literally just a matter of a second or two, I could see how everything is connected. Whoa. Everything. Whoa. Whoa. And listen, not only that, it felt like I could understand why it was the way it was, but boom, just as quick as I saw it, I'm back in my body, sitting back in this green room, and I'm going, what? the hell was that oh so it's out of body experience oh it was a visual it was a visual I, the the closest i can relate it to i've seen some outer space photos that, but it looked like electrical pulses of stuff but they meant something but here's the thing i don't remember all of that justin what's wild is i only remember and brought back the pieces that i had been looking for that previous 10 years wow the understanding of how everything is connected, how every religion is connected. And I actually created a video on YouTube, and I hope that you'll maybe even put a, a link to that video. Absolutely. But I look at it as in colors. There's several ways to really look at it. You know, if you have a positive in, like a, a magnet, positive in and a negative in. Uh -huh. But I think of it, I like seeing it in colors. You have a black in, then you have white, and you have the median, the center of this thing. Yet I call God whatever the center of this thing is, but there's all these shades of gray from one end to the other, and each of us fits. We have our own shade of understanding, but it's all connected to the same continuum. Huh. There is no separation. There's only one of this thing. 
So you got when we do that, we can apply that little graph into every topic. Yeah, what I consider to be right and wrong, and guess what? There's all these other shades of gray of right, right and wrong. Right. Doesn't make my way the only way. There's not just one way. Mm-hmm. There's many ways. Like the elephant parable. There's more than one way to this source. And no one way is better than any other way. It's just a different shade of gray. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And, you know, I, I tend to agree with you as well. And that, uh, shade, shade of gray. And I, I just still have it stuck in my head, just visualizing how you described it. Right. With, 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 we would call the father God or what, you know, whatever name we want to give it. You said right in the center. And it was, it is, it is everything. It just makes me think about how the father is everything, you know, and how we are, you know, just connected in just one big, I guess some people would say conscious or consciousness. Yes. Right. Like we are, yep. we are these spirits having this human experience or we, are we gods maybe having a, a individualized human experience? We are uh, it. Think of it as levels. This is my understanding, at least. Think of it in levels of, of energy. You have the center of this thing, it, the source of all energy. And then as it expands out, there are different levels of energy, different waves of energy. Okay. It's like for, for me, there is no such thing as hell. I just don't, I don't buy into it. I think if there's anything that's probably the closest to hell, it would be on the outer edges of this thing. Seems to me like the closer you are to the center of it, the more mindful you are of it, the closer you're going to be to it. That energy, I would, I, I think that it probably feels better than the outer edges of it. Yeah. So this is what I think happens. I have a theory about what happens when we die. Of course, nobody knows, but in regard, in terms of energy, well, first of all, I think that you know it's tra- our energy is trapped in this body, uh-huh. and then one moment drops outside and the energy is now outside of the body, but close by who knows what the hell and where it goes after that. But what I believe happens is that your, your mindfulness, how mindful you are in the moment of death, just like the moment of birth is important. According to astrologers, I believe the moment of death matters too, but the mindset that you're in. So if you're mindful of God in that moment, you'll probably land in the, toward the center of this thing. But if you're not so mindful of God and you haven't treated people very well, you'll probably land on the outer edges of this thing. However, I don't feel like it's stuck. I feel like it's fluid. You know, like even now, sometimes I'm more mindful of God some days than I am others. Right. I think it's the same with our, the afterlife. The energy's fluid, just like that. Sometimes we can get there and sometimes we're not, you know, that's just obviously just the theory, but it felt good to me and it relates. It, it fit right into what I saw when I could see how everything was connected. So. Wow. 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 That is deep, Russ. It really is. Now, why, <laughs> why, why do you think we come here? Do you think that we, we made the decision to come here? You know what I'm really getting into and I really love, and it also fits into my understandings that I've gained over the years is the law of one. Are you have you are uh, are you familiar with the uh, channeling of raw? Yes, yes, I've done a bit of research on that. Yeah, the answers that raw gives are just crazy deep and makes perfect sense. Not perfect sense because it's a little beyond what the mind can comprehend sometimes. Okay, 
but it it really makes a lot of sense of how this stuff works. And for those that don't know, from in 1981 and 1983, there was this, I believe, husband and wife team who channeled a group of entities, beings, called Ra. And the answers, I, I would encourage everyone to go look this up. There's actually a, some, if you want to bring it down to earth, it's called a Higher Density Podcast. Yeah, the higher density, I think it is. It's really good, and these guys really break this stuff down into chewable bites, and it's really interesting. But, yeah, um, I think we come here to learn. I mean, this is like a school, you know. Right. Our, right. Our, I think our ultimate goal here is to become as self-aware as we can, to see the connection to that we are yet. That, And what's interesting, man, most people just don't care. We're just not there yet. Right. We have not evolved uh, along this spiritual trail enough that most people care. But listen, all this stuff that I'm talking about was so foreign to everybody 30 years ago. But now I'm beginning to see that this is, you know, there are a lot of people who can jump in this conversation and take it much deeper. So it, that's encouraging to me. It's really encouraging yeah. to see, yeah, we are progressing in a very positive way. As, as bad as the news may be. I think spiritually speaking, it's all happening because it has to happen so that we can get to wherever it is we're going. We might have to hit rock bottom. Uh And if that's what it takes, Hey, uh, that's what it takes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Chat GPT may take us to the bottom and it might bring (laughs) us to the top. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's one of those things. What do you think That's, about that stuff? You, man, I have not touched it. I have not downloaded. I don't want really. To. Yeah, I just I don't want to, man. I've had a couple people <laughs> tell me to do it to check it out. I'm like, That's I'm not ready. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> you might not be, but you might as well go ahead and get in here because it's out of the bag. It's not going away. Yeah. It's um, it's here for the good or bad, whatever it is, and so you might uh, as well enjoy it as long as you can because uh, it's actually quite nice. You could use it in a lot of ways for your podcast. I'll, I'll tell you more about that later. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely going to have to talk about it, man. I need to probably just go ahead and do it like you said. <laughs> There's a few things, just a few little shortcuts you can learn how to use this thing. It's amazing. It really is. It'll, it'll, it'll free up a lot of your time. Awesome, man. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. So, Seeker of the Truth, Shades of Grey, How God Works for All Beliefs. Tell me about this find. Uh seven chapter publication here, man. Yeah, man. That's actually my story is a lot of what I talked about from when I was a child, how I grew up when I started questioning things. And, um, I talk about some of the experiences that I had and then learning even the 3% new thoughts. I talk about all that stuff. And I guess like, you know, I could expand on that just a little bit because it goes back to connecting with God through energy, through your thoughts, you know, how you attract what's happening in your life. And I discovered a formula. This is also not nothing new to anyone any longer. It's like a lot of people uh, talk about this stuff, but it's important to to get the right things in order, I guess you would say. So if you're trying to attract or manifest something in your life, I think what I missed for a very long time, I could visualize, but I missed that very important element of seeing it, feeling it, smelling it, and tasting it. As if wow. it's already happened. Yes, yes. If you can do that, as if it's already happened is important. You can't just think about it. You have to feel it. Feel it. Smell it. Taste yeah, it. 
if you can do that, and then, as I mentioned earlier, ask yourself every day, what can I do right now that's going to get me to that? And then get up and go do it, whether it's writing the letter, doing the research, making the phone call, or whatever it is. If you'll get up and go do it, those are the baby steps that Bill Gates used to build Microsoft or anyone else has ever done to do anything. You got to get up, got to see it, got to know where you want to go. Otherwise, your brain is what Deepak Chopra called quantum soup. You know, until you tell it where you want it to go, it doesn't know what to do. Yeah, makes sense. You're just reacting to the environment. And by the way, that's what most people go throughout their entire lives, just reacting all day long. Somebody yeah. pulls out in front of them, react. Yeah. Somebody says something across to them, react, react, react all day. I'm finding it what I'm getting good at, and I always respond wrong, <laughs> always, initially. Like when someone pulls out in front of me, it's like, hey, you know, you want to cuss them out. Right. But what I've gotten good at is catching myself reacting that way and going, is it, I'll even say out loud, Justin, I'll say, is it that serious? And I'll go, no. Nope. <laughs> It's not. <laughs> then you yeah. just, you know, you smile and go about your day. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give, I'm going to give you another example of something that taught me that lesson. I have a lot to say, don't I? I didn't have any idea I had this much to say. Justin. <laughs> You're great, man. Keep it coming. <laughs> so I'm in Nashville. I actually talked about that. I created a podcast talking about this, but I got off on the off ramp and there's this guy. He's like a turtle. He's barely moving. And so, I'm ready to go, so I zoom by him, and as I zoom by him, he shoots me the bird. And so I kindly shot him the bird right back. Well, he didn't like that at all. So he zooms around me, pulls in front of me, slams on his brakes. I have to slam on my brakes, and I mean, I barely, I don't know how close, it couldn't have been more than a hair. Well, this big dude jumps out of his car, and he's walking back at me. Now, mind you, listen, I'm out here. I've got my elbow stuck outside the window, have my hand cocked up on the, the steering wheel, just cool as a cucumber. And he's come back. He's actually literally big dude. He's a, a weightlifter beyond a doubt. And he's got his hand cocked back and he's running back to me. And I'm like, I look at him. I remember my hands. I'm just cool as a cucumber. I said, man, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry, man. And this dude's face, it was twisted up. And he was like, it's your lucky day, mama. You know, <laughs> he turns around, gets back in his car and drives off. So our reaction to everything, you can't control the other person, but you really can by the way you react to them. Right. You can, if I had jumped out of that car with beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'd been laid out on the ground. But I didn't have to worry about that. I didn't have to go home with a black eye or broken anything. And I can forget about it in a little while. But if I'd have gotten out of that car, I would have been dealing with that for a week or more, just looking at the bruises. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But guys in particular have a hard time. The pride keeps us from doing that a lot of times. I worked in bars. I told you that same thing. You know, when I'd recognize a conversation getting out of control, uh -huh. I would, <laughs> in my mind, I thought I was winning the argument because I recognized it was getting out of control and I let him have it. Make him feel like he won. But the way I defined it so I could walk away from that with my pride is I was smart enough to recognize it was getting out of hand. He didn't, you know, so <laughs> you we always justify somehow. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know what, Russ, one question I have for you, obviously you said you uh, pretty much grew up in the church, right? So with your parents and other family and friends, how, how did they react and what were their behaviors like after you changed your views? How was that? Yeah, that was very tough. And, but you know, I didn't, I was very open with my parents and they didn't understand. And I'll tell you something my mom eventually said, that was the best thing she possibly could have said after about the second or third conversation. This was after I had my vision. And she said, well, she goes, I understand what you're saying, but I don't believe it. And I thought that's about as good as I can ask for. She understood. She understands what I'm saying that her, her, her intuition says that makes sense, but her belief system, what she was taught feared her to say that she could believe it. Right. Right. So, but they, man, listen, they, they, um, my, my parents respect me. They, they allow me to be who I am. My mom is still a, a church going lady and loves the church and really believes it wholeheartedly. But I, I find that my parents, man, were just the, again, goes back to, I have been, I've lived a blessed life that these are the perfect parents for me now. Because if I'd had some serious challenges, it would have been so much harder for me to really develop my own truth rather than just what somebody else had told me. So, yeah. But no, they're great, man. I have wonderful parents. Good for you, man. That that is, Mm -hmm. that is just amazing. Amazing. I'm looking at your website, Russ, and I see you did a uh, article here titled love and forgiveness equals life less stressful. Yep. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, forgiveness. I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with, right? Whether Absolutely. Forgiving, forgiving themselves, forgiving someone else. Um, what is the antidote? What can one do to start that, I guess, healing process for them to be able to get to the point where they say, I forgive myself or I forgive someone that I believe hurt me or did me wrong at some point in life. And it's such a personal thing and everybody's so different about how they're going to deal with stuff like this. I think, Man, I just think we have to recognize what we're thinking about the most. If you're caught up in your what you think about the most, that's what you're going to see showing up in your life. And if you're consistently angry about something, you're going to do nothing but upset yourself and probably attract more people just like that into your life. So we have to let go of anger. We have to. I mean, it's for our own well-being. I can say all these flowery words about the process and all that stuff, but ultimately, I think it's about recognizing where you are, what you think about the most. If it's not creating the life that you desire, then you have to change the way you think. That's it in a nutshell. It's always about the way we think. That you're attracting to yourself what you think about the most. goes back to 60,000 thoughts per day. Most of those 3% new thoughts that he described, or 10%, whatever the number really is, if you're just allowing the the environment to control all 10% of those thoughts, you're going to be miserable. You're going to hold on to a lot of anger. You're not going to have so much love to give. You're caught up in things that have gone wrong. I have family members that in the past, my grandmother was one who always had a black paintbrush. Always something going to, and she always, she's always stressed out about something, you know, if you can try to find the good in everything, always, then you're going to feel better. You will attract better things into you. I really do believe that this magnet, we are like magnets. Our thoughts are, there are things 
I'm sure you've heard it said before. Thoughts are things, you know. Thoughts are things, yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's excellent, man. Uh, well, thank you, Russ, so much, man. You, uh, man, I just feel better speaking with you, man. It's, <laughs> you're, you yeah, man, I you're great. And, and you do coaching too. Tell, tell our audience how they can find you, website, social media, and, and different services you offer. Yeah, man, you can reach me on my website. Everything is at russjohnson.com, R-U-S-S-J-O-H-N-S-O-N.com. And yeah, you can find me there, uh, my podcast. I'm trying to uh, amp it up a little bit and do a couple of weeks, but right now I'm still at one per week on Saturday. So I hope that every one of you will tune in and listen to at least one, and I'd love to hear your feedback. There it is. Russ, thank you so much for being a guest thank here you, on the Eden Gateway Podcast, man. We're going to have to do it again. This has been great to our audience. We'd love to. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hope you all enjoyed this episode as well. As always, stay connected with the with us directly at thehiddengateway.com. And thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This will conclude this week's episode. Until next time, stay positive, stay questioning, be loved, and be free. You know what? I cannot end the episode yet. Russ, I do have one more question for you. I apologize. Go for it. <laughs> I want to I want you to leave our listeners with what I like to call a token of love, right? Just something that you think the people need to hear at this moment today that they can take with them along their journey. What would that be? I think Nikola Tesla said it best. He said, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency and vibration. That's it. I've heard that before. I've heard that quote before from, from Tesla. It's beautiful and it's so true because ultimately we are just energy. We are frequency. We are vibration. We that He described it perfectly. And how he came up with that, I don't know. But man, does it ever fit into the way I understand things. And I haven't, I, you know, I know that you were, you've done some um, frequency stuff with um, Monroe Institute. Yes, and yes. I too have, and just listening to frequency and binaurals and all this stuff, it affects us. And we're barely tapping the surface of what's possible. When you really think about that we're really just energy, we are just a frequency, we're vibration. That's what we are. That That is us. It describes us at the core level. And then coming back to there's only one of it, and we are it. Justin, you're awesome. Thank you for asking that. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you once again, man. Again, we're going to have to do it again. And to our audience, now I can say it. Until next time, stay positive, stay questioning, be loved, and be free. The Hidden Gateway, out.